Once again, Paul. Yeah, don't forget it. <laughs> what? I'm telling the guests to not forget it. Do you want our guests to forget that we're back? I think I'm a little lost. All right. The people out there know what I'm talking about. All right. Power to the people, right? I just am not good at intros. <laughs> I mean, I'm not either. I usually just yell at you. Yeah. Because uh. <laughs> I, I, I throw the ball to you, so it's no longer in my hands, <laughs> and then it's up to you to to vamp. And it's a real hot potato. I don't want to hold on to it either, but it's cooling down now. We're getting into it. It's cooling down? It's all right. Cool. Show me what you got, Paul. All right. Well, I've got some news. Yes. First of all, welcome to Nostalgia Entertainment System. Wow. That's right. I'm taking over now. Hell yeah. My name is Paul. I'm Josh. And I've got some news that I want to get ahead of here, Josh. Yes. What is it? Um, before people come at me... Yes, I did get a haircut today. Damn. No, neither of people in the studio today have said anything, but that's okay. I'm not holding a grudge. <laughs> you never do. I haven't seen your face in months, so that's, uh, that's my excuse. Okay, that's a pretty valid excuse. I haven't seen it in two weeks. <laughs> yeah, could have just gotten shorter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you had a, I don't know, I, I don't know. Josh, you don't suck your hair back into your head? No. In fact, it's been doing the opposite. This is the lo- my hair is the longest it it has ever been. Is it really? It is, at least as far as like all of my hair. <laughs> as opposed to what? Just the top of my hair. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess your your previous haircut you did. Okay, now yeah. I'm now I'm following you. Yeah, I'm hoping it's it's a little windy out today, and I'm hoping that these wind chimes that we have outside our window aren't picking up on the microphone. But it I is, don't know. It is very windy. It is very windy, but. Still a fine day. You know what's a fine day for, Paul? Sailing? No. Well, I'm sure it's a fine day for sailing, but that's not what I was going for. Okay. It's a fine day to go to patreon.com slash nostalgia entertainment system. Whoa, what do you find there? You find some bonus content and a place to give us some money. That's right. I'm putting this at the top of the show instead of the end. Oh, because people probably listen to the beginning of the episode more than the end. Yeah. I'm going to we're going to cat it's it's a casting a wider net so to speak. A wider audio net a to get people to go net. to our Patreon to give us some money. Support the show. That's all I got. That's all? That's all I got. Okay, that's, this has that's been the episode. Nostalgia thanks for, thanks for joining system. us everybody. Thank you so much for having me on as a guest. This was great. Uh, I love hanging out with both of you. <laughs> it was great to have you on. You did a great job. Thank you. Well, uh, we've got a fun episode. <laughs> uh, the content, I, I don't know if this is like a real pl- like <laughs> a real credit you want me to give you. I just copied what was on your Twitter bio. <laughs> so I'm just going to go with this. Sure. If you want me to change it, I'll change it later. <laughs> but uh, we've got with us the content manager for Crash Course and a co-host of SciShow Tangents, Sari Riley. Hi, Sari. Hello. That's a great bio for me. That's like all I do in my professional sphere, basically. I don't even know what's in my Twitter bio. I know I don't use Twitter anymore. 
Oh yeah, I don't know what's in my bio either. I know what yours is. I think I I think I know what it is. I think it's everyone's favorite millennial. Oh, that's a good one. I like that. <laughs> it's probably true. Sorry, you two. Yeah, that's fine. I'm, I'm talking about you guys, not the band. I assume so. Okay, just making sure. Okay, I don't know. But also, sorry, you too. I guess they're not millennials, but they're they certainly can't be everyone's favorite millennial then. Yeah, that is true. But I kind of want to. I want to put that at like I'm shoving that in their face. So I kind of I'm not sorry to them because I want them to be sad. Got it. Mm, I see. You guys remember uh, when everyone got that U2 album? Yes, for free. <laughs> yeah. And it downloaded onto your phone. That yeah. Was, I I did not like that. Uh, that was dumb. Terry, um, what do you think? Did you get that free U2 album? I don't remember it. What? Wow. So it, it I probably got it, but it meant so little to me that I didn't notice. That's fair. <laughs> I, Take that, U2. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when when that album like ended up on my phone. I don't know if I just like didn't realize that I could take it off or take it out of my iTunes library. But for so long, I would just like shuffle my library and be like listening to music. And occasionally one of those songs would come on and it would throw me off <laughs> so bad. I'd be like, what? This is what is this? I'd be like, oh, it's that U2 album again. And it took me way <laughs> too long to realize like, oh, I can I can take this off. Of you my can phone. just take it off of your phone. Yeah, you don't have to listen to it. You don't have to listen to U2. <laughs> That's today's lesson. <laughs> We should have Thank more. you for having me on the podcast. It's been great to discuss you two and Patreon with both of you. Yep. That's our episode. Again, thank you everybody for listening. We'll have uh you don't have to listen to you two t-shirts available here shortly. Yep. You go to Spreadshirt. Is that a thing? Spreadshirt? I don't know. What I don't know. There's so many like print on demand places now. I ha- I have no idea. It's also it's okay, so it's been like a couple weeks, I think, since we've recorded an episode. Yeah. I've kind of forgotten how we do this. Really? A little bit. I mean, we're doing it right now. We're doing this is normal. This is par for the course right now, baby. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad you remember because I don't. I mean, normally there's a li- probably a little bit more like poop jokes going on. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, that's not necessary. That just kind of I think happens because of who we are as people. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I also happen to drink coffee right before we record cuz I want that I want that caffeine in my veins. You want that buzz. I want that buzz. And sometimes the buzz goes straight to my butt. <laughs> and here we go. Now we're on a roll. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like riding a bicycle. You know, if you haven't done it in a while, sometimes you need a little bit to get to get back on track. You need and a little then, coffee to ride a bike? I do. <laughs> Listen, I can't ride a bike without coffee. Sorry, what are your thoughts on bikes? Um, they're okay. They hurt my butt. Uh, to bring it around full circle to the butt discourse. Um, <laughs> I rode one for a while, but now since I've moved to Missoula, I haven't. Um, that's interesting. That, that's about it. I feel like Missoula is a very like bike town. So it's interesting that mm-hmm. you stopped once you got here. Yeah, I just don't have a bike. So that, oh. that was the key factor that changed from not living in Missoula to living in Missoula. So I don't know. Did Got you just find other ways? Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, did you did you have your bike stolen or did you just not bring it here? What happened to your bike? I just America I just wants didn't to bring know. it here. Yeah, um, I just didn't bring it here. And then my parents got divorced. They sold their house. And I was like, I, I only have a limited amount of space in my car. I brought a unicycle, though, which I haven't ridden. <laughs> Whoa, so really, yeah. I chose the, the worst of the two transportation methods to shove in my car and bring back to Missoula. 
There is someone around town that rides a unicycle that I've seen. I feel like in this town, there's a lot of people who ride unicycles. I've only, I've only ever seen one. I've can got a... I, oh, go ahead. Oh, Sari, can you ride your unicycle? Not very well. I can... I can barely balance. Uh, it was a it was a project I did my senior year of high school with a friend who was also bored. We just rode unicycles in his hallway where we could catch ourselves on the wall. Uh, oh, that's smart. We fell. And then we got to the point where we could balance and go in a straight line. And then we were like, OK, this is good now. Um, and then stopped. So I'm going to I'm going to we haven't done this in a while, Paul, but I have a distant memory. Oh, <gasps> Wow. So I actually thought about this like a week or two ago. Um, and it was it's the story of, and this is going to sound unrelated, but this is the story of how I got my Nintendo Wii. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh boy, what? I, I was in like seventh or eighth grade. Um, and at the time, I was also very into Cyber Chase, which I think we had briefly talked about on our PBS Kids episode. Great show. And in like the last like what like five ten minutes of Cyber Chase, there's like a segment with a real person where they apply real life math, like because you learn about math in the show, and it's like oh we we learned about area how to apply area in this cyber farm. No kid is probably good. I'm going to put that modifier in. They're probably going to do that. I don't know. There's probably some. I think that's exactly an episode, honestly, that I can remember. So it is. Yeah. Yeah. But fences and area go hand in hand. So yeah. I'm sure a farm is a great way to do that. And it's a cyber farm. <laughs> it's a cyber farm, which is yeah, way excuse cooler. Me, excuse me. <laughs> oh, no, not trying to correct you. Just I think that that's cool. I love cyber farms. Not like those <laughs> shitty real farms. <laughs> yeah. Fuck those. Anyway, so during this end segment, one of one of the one of the hosts, I guess, of this, his name was Harry, and he rode a unicycle. And I thought that that was the coolest shit ever. There's there's like one thing where he like he needs to. I don't really remember the context, but I remember he just rode his unicycle everywhere. He would like get on it, and he would like he was in a store looking at greeting cards and just like balancing back and forth, just like this looks like a nice greeting card to get. And he'd like go to the store and buy shit. I was like, damn, I fucking want a unicycle. I feel like he should have gotten kicked out of that store. I was a little bit confused about that too. Like, I don't think you're allowed to do this, but I also don't have a unicycle. So I can't, I can't dispute this. And I'm 13. <laughs> so, so even, even more so I'm just like, huh, I don't know. But I thought he was really cool. And I thought having a unicycle was really cool. So I saved up like, a ton of money. Well, not a ton. I saved up like $250. Dang, where are you getting your money from? What job did you have at 13? I might have been working at Little Caesars at this point. Oh, really? Yeah. Is I it? think I might have already had a job. Wow. Wait, so I was not... either 13 or 14. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess 14 is probably that that age. Because I did have a job when I was 14. Mm. Um, I saved up all this money to buy this unicycle. And there was one, there was one hobby store in town that stocked unicycles and i was like fuck yeah i'm gonna get i thought about a lot it's like one of those things when you're a kid where you're just like i really want this thing and that's all you think about i'm like yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna walk into wheaton's i'm gonna here's my money now give me a unicycle i'm gonna learn how to unicycle and i'm gonna be that cool unicycle kid and then i learned that kmart had the only we left in town and i bought that instead <laughs> and I, i've never 
I have never looked back. I have thought about like mm, maybe I should maybe I should get a unicycle again, and uh, <laughs> and get into that. But I think a Wii was probably a the great Wii purchase. was the superior choice <laughs> over the unicycle. Yes, that in 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 retrospect, yes, I made I made the correct choice. Judging by how much I've ridden my unicycle versus how much I played our Wii, uh, you definitely made the right choice. <laughs> and you can borrow my unicycle whenever you want <laughs> in, in case you want to live that dream now uh, oh, yeah. in your 20s. Nice. You know, I would say that you can, uh, you should reach out to Harry from Cyberchase because I hear he's pretty active online, but unfortunately he's an incel. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Which is not a surprise to anyone. I mean, one of the bad incels. Oh, okay. That is not fine. Incels, if you're out there, didn't mean to offend you. Maybe I did. I don't know. Uh, it's pretty funny. I feel like I I feel like that's fine. <laughs> I've ran, I've accidentally stumbled into a few like incel subreddits. Accidentally, quote unquote. Okay, I moderate several <laughs> incel subreddits. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> yeah, no, terrible places. Oh, I believe it. Um, speaking of big purchases that we almost made as young, or not young children, but like, I don't know, like 12, middle school age. Mm -hmm. I remember in, I might've told this story actually on the podcast before, but in like fourth or fifth grade, maybe sixth grade. I don't really remember somewhere around there though. My parents took me to like a toy store and they were like, if you want, you could get like a, your birthday present here. You could pick it out. And I remember that there was this. <laughs> This is so stupid. There was a Pinocchio puppet that was like... Like a marionette? No, it was just like a three-foot-tall puppet. Um, but you could put your finger in his nose and make it grow. <laughs> Wait, what? Like and, from the back of his head? Well, no, because you, you like the puppet, like you could like oh, reach in I, and well, okay. make his mouth move. But there was also a hole that you could stick your finger through and make his <laughs> nose grow. And I came very embarrassingly close to getting that as my only birthday present. Like that was like going to be a big <laughs> gift. And my parents were like, are you sure this is what you want? And I was like, no, I want a watch instead. And so I, I went and got a watch. Ooh. And I watch. am I'm so glad every day that I did not get that <laughs> Pinocchio <laughs> puppet. Wow. Sarah, you got any big childhood purchases? Or almost purchases? Or almost purchases. No, I like, I'm not good at getting, at, at wanting big things. I was lured in by the, the, the guile of infomercials a couple times. Oh, um, so I made my yeah. parents buy uh, blow pens, which felt so luxurious that they actually called the number on TV, ordered the thing, paid the two payments of 1999. Two payments of 1999. Holy shit. Yeah. I, I don't remember how much they cost because I was a child and it just sounded that mean, like that's a reasonable deal. That sounds par for the course um, for anything on TV. Yep. Yeah. And so uh, I remember regretting that because they I I was I was duped by the glamour of the the advertisement and blow pens were not fun. They got a lot of spit in them. <laughs> and you got a lot of spit on your paper and I like drawing without them instead. So that is a that is a regrettable purchase for sure. I wonder if why people are so easily swayed by vape pens today is because of blow pens of our youth. Oh, it's possible. Maybe. Yeah, there is. They're the forbidden fruit of our youth because we couldn't call on the phone and have money. Mm -hmm. So now anyone can can suck on a pen. 
still get their spit everywhere. Yeah. Do mm-hmm. are there still those kinds of infomer- like infomercials on TV for like tricking kids into buying plastic? Oh, I have to imagine they still are. Cuz like what kid is watching daytime TV anymore? That's when they would air, I feel. You know, that's actually a good point. It's like it's like 2 p.m. on a weekday and you're watching like a rerun of Supermarket Sweep. And then that's when you'll see like, hey, kids, buy a blow pen. Well, I feel like mm-hmm. they, they had the blow pen commercials on. And I guess you probably know this better than me, Sari, but like on like actually like Cartoon Network or Nickelodeon, right? Like on kids channel shows. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it was like Cartoon Network, Nickelodeon, Kids WB, all the all the classic kids channels. Uh, that they just stuck right in there in between the cartoons that you were watching. So you were laughing along with SpongeBob and then wanting a blow pen in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and you go slam your head on the floor until your parents buy you some. Mm-hmm. That was my move anyway. <laughs> wait, wait, what? <laughs> I don't know. Mine was like writing very <laughs> elaborate lists. I didn't get to the point of doing PowerPoint presentations or anything <laughs> like that. But uh, my Christmas lists and birthday lists were always like numerated by by most wanted. Uh, a puppy was always at the top. Did you ever get the puppy? I did. Yeah. Wow. Very, very thrilling. Not for my parents. I think it was a surprise. So my parents were pretty startled. My <laughs> aunt got me a puppy and oh. then all of a sudden we had a dog. Wow. And she's great. She's still alive. What kind of dog? A beagle. Wow. Wow. I can't believe I. Well, I guess I can't believe it. I was going to say I can't believe that anyone actually got the animal. But then again, I'm also thinking of whenever like Lisa Simpson would write, I want a pony. I think that's what I'm thinking a lot of. It's like, no one's never going to get a pony. She got a pony. <laughs> Did she? Yeah, yeah, in one episode. Oh, I don't remember that. And then Homer has to pay to take care of it, so he gets a second job. I think at the Quickie Mart. Mm. And he can never go to sleep, and he's really tired. And Lisa learns to appreciate all that he had sacrificed for her, even though he's not usually a very good father. It's actually a really sweet episode. That's an early episode, because there's heart. Yeah, I think it was like three or season three or four, I want to mm. say. I can't believe that you're that it was a surprise and your parents didn't know. Yeah. But that's like a total like ant move. Like as a new uncle myself, I am excited to do things like that to my niece. Mm-hmm. You're just gonna Yeah. <laughs> you're just gonna get her a dog when she turns two. Or just what if she asked for something outrageous that's gonna be really obnoxious, <laughs> I'd be like, Yeah, sure. Here's a drum set. What are you, five? <laughs> I'm very excited for it's it. It's not a gift for her, but it's a way to to torture your little brother. Yeah, exactly. You're just getting back at him. Yeah, for all those times that he tortured me growing up. What's the topic of this podcast episode? What? Pokemon? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. All of that, we, none of that came through. Wait, I had a, a quick Nickelodeon thing I wanted to bring up. Yeah. Um, did you guys know that on, I think it was Sunday, maybe Saturday, they were, no, it was Sunday. They aired a football game on Nickelodeon. What? Yeah. A real foot, like... An actual football game. That was live? Yeah, live football game was, was played it, on Nickelodeon. Was it a mistake? No, they there was a thing they were calling um, SpongeBob Sports Pants. Oh, my God. And they had... I think they... I didn't watch it, but from what I've heard is that they had, like, their own announcer who was actually kind of, like, explaining things as it went along instead of just, like, normal, like, football announcers just talking... Was it SpongeBob? In jargon. No, it wasn't SpongeBob. Well, what the fuck? It was, I, it was somebody I did not recognize, but the best part is that there was at one point they were like showing a ref on the field and he made a call that was really unpopular and you could hear somebody very loudly yell, 
what the fuck? <laughs> Just crystal clear. And it aired live on Nickelodeon. Wow. Bet they never did that Incredible. again. Well, I don't know. Then maybe oh. they will. Who knows? Well, at this point, I feel like it feels natural to go into the meat of the episode. Yeah, the meat. The meat of the episode, which is Pokemon. It's the Pokemon episode. Which I'm assuming you've already known because it's in the title. Do, in the Pokemon world, this is getting a little ahead. Do you think people, do people eat them? Are you allowed to? Because I've got many follow-up yes. questions, no matter the answer. I think people do they eat They have them. meat. Okay. So people do eat them. People do eat them. Whether or not. I feel like. I mean, if we're, if we're, if we're moving aside like the F, the F. Ethics of it. I was going to say ethicality. You know? like, I don't think that's a word. <laughs> no, you're right with ethics. Uh, then yes, I think people do eat them. Which there one do you think? Definitely Pokedex entries about like this one tastes very good. I think. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is a part of Pokemon that I was not familiar with. So now I'm I'm back on board. I've been out for a few years, but I'm I'm coming back. Nice. Did you have another question? Uh, well, if they if we said no. I was going to be, I was going to say like, well, if we can't eat them, why are we making them fight? You know, that's still fucked up. But I guess if you can eat them, you can make them fight. <laughs> that's my, apparently my ethics. Wow. <laughs> I just found that out about myself. <laughs> that tracks. That tracks. Um, I guess we'll take a little break and then we'll go right into the old episode. You've conquered red. You've mastered blue. You've triumphed over yellow. You've caught them all. And now you're ready for the next step. Welcome to the world of Pokemon Gold and Silver. Tons of new Pokemon, new adventures, and worlds to explore. New badges to collect. So you've got to ask yourself, have you got what it takes? Pokemon Gold and Silver, ready to eat for everyone. Gotta catch them all. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Talking about Pokemon with Sari Riley, um, of which I, I had given you. So I I had I had wanted you to be a guest. However many months ago, I was like, oh, I, I need to start planning out people I want on the show, and I'd given you a like a list of of topics for you to choose from, and I think this was one that like, oh, this is one that I really want to talk about. So I guess could you go over like your history with the franchise or the games or or whatever since you seem to be really excited about uh about the old pokemon (laughs) yes i am happy to um and i figured this would get you good crossover too because every time i bring up pokemon on on scishow tangents then people are like oh i love pokemon too and so uh you might get other people interested in listening to people talk about pokemon hell yeah i want that i want that i want that tangents bump yeah, that cross promo. Um, but yeah, I I feel like my interest in Pokemon was was through my dad. So I had a fairly tech savvy dad in that he liked playing video games. And so he was the one who heard of the pocket monsters happening in Japan and then bought a Game Boy Color and either Pokemon Red or Blue. I don't remember what he bought first. And I would just watch over his shoulder Um like watch him play and not quite understand what was going on while he was playing. And the first memory I have of like understanding it was Pokemon Gold and Silver. Um, and that was when he would let me take over sometimes. Um, and you could craft Pokeballs in Gold and Silver with apricorns. Um, 
And so he would let me talk to the man or like collect and harvest the apricorns and make the special Pokeballs. And that made me feel really strong as like a four year old or however old I was. <laughs> Hell yeah. Like, I can do this. I can do this one task of foraging and making an object. I don't understand anything else, but I have this down. Um, and then from there, I feel like I was just into the idea of Pokemon. I don't remember what attracted me to it so much. Uh, not a furry, but just like <laughs> the idea of uh, of like little little guys and um, little guys and collecting and all the fun things that go along with Pokemon, bright colors. And I was I was hooked. So the first game that I really remember getting extremely into was Sapphire, Pokemon Sapphire, because that came out when I was, I think, around, it was like 2002, so I was eight. Um, so fully aware, full, can read now, uh, read fluently, and um, like have my own adventure. I played and restarted that game so many times. And then I played a lot of the offshoots too, like Pokemon Snap and Hey You Pikachu and even some of the not so good GameCube ones like Pokemon Coliseum. Whoa, hold up. Um, not good. They were not very good. I, didn't, I, I did not Coliseum. like Pokemon Coliseum. I enjoyed it. <laughs> Le- less, less for me. Um, and then I watched the TV show all the time as a kid, like would come home. From kindergarten, I guess, or even before that, when I just had infinite time to watch TV and movies, uh, would watch a lot of the anime. I collected the cards and played those competitively. Uh, competitively, when I could wow. drag my dad to card shops. Wow! And yeah, I just did like got the Burger King toys, went to the movie premieres. So I was I was absolutely a Pokemon kid, uh, and I thought it would be really easy for me to talk about it. So that's why I picked it as the episode. Hell yeah. Nice. Um, I guess for anyone listening that I don't know, I don't know. I just have like a little thing about Pokemon, which I can't imagine anyone listening to this doesn't know what Pokemon is. But on on the off chance that you're just like, what the fuck is a Pokemon? Like, <laughs> are, like everyone's fucking first grade teacher. Um, Pokemon, a portmanteau of its original Japanese name, Pocket Monsters, is a Japanese media franchise that consists of video games, anime, movies, trading cards, and I learned this today, a theme park. Um, it was created oh. in 1995 by Satoshi Tajiri of Game Freak, and the franchise centers around the titular Pokemon and Pokemon trainers who catch and train them and battle them for sport. The sport part is like, that. that's like from Wikipedia, and that makes it sound very like visceral compared to what it actually is, or at least how it's depicted in, like, the games or the show. I don't know, because I'm just making it sound... It, the term for sport, I always imagine, like, paired with, like, hunting, where you hunt for sport. Yeah, so maybe they're implying that people aren't eating these Pokemon after they win a match. I don't think that <laughs> is the case. I don't I don't know. Maybe, maybe mm, who knows? I'm just really into the idea of eating Pokemon today. So <laughs> there was, my brain. There was an episode, I think, of the anime... Um, where James does mention, or there's an episode centered around like James wanting to eat a Magikarp, something like that. Oh, that'd probably be pretty good. I forgot about fish Pokemon. I imagine, yeah, I imagine all the fish Pokemon are edible. I mean, for it, for a real deep dive into this, there is an Unraveled by Brian David Gilbert, uh, where he <laughs> goes into the edibility 
or lack thereof uh, of all the Pokemon. So if you are curious, Paul, about consuming Pokemon, there is like a 30-minute video by Polygon out there for you to watch. Wow, I can't believe that my exact interest is on the internet. It is, uh, I don't know, highly debated. Who knows? It's a, it's a <laughs> dumb thing that people, that, that when people like things, it's a dumb thing that people do and they just ask too many questions. I'm going to make a stance right now. It's okay to eat Pokemon, any of them, including the one that talks, Meowth. <laughs> That's right. I've seen an episode or two of Pokemon. Oh, nice. I bet all the listeners out there are pretty surprised. Yeah. Well, Paul, what's your history mm-hmm. with, with Pokemon? Um, well, it's it's uh, definitely not as... I was never as into it as you were, Siri. Like, I, I liked it when I was a kid, when I was probably like... I think I probably found out about it when I was like five or six um like kindergarten or first grade and i remember like i had some friends who had like just started getting into the trading card game and so that kind of like spurred my interest and so now i uh or then i kind of you know like started collecting them a little bit like i would go to the store like and get like the the little like starter packs that you could get um and then i would i started like trading with friends and stuff like that i don't think I never really learned how to play the game. And so I would like, you know, we would try to play, but as well as like, you know, a five or six year old plays any board game that they don't know how to play. Like you just put the things down in front of you and then pretend like you're doing things. I don't know. I never learned how it really worked. And since we didn't have cable growing up, I didn't really have a ton of chances to watch the the show. Um, except for the rare occasion that I would maybe catch it on like Saturday or something, um, on like Saturday morning cartoons, um, which was pretty infrequent. Um, so I like really thought of myself as a kid who was super into Pokemon, but I really didn't know hardly anything about it. Um, but I did get really excited when like the movies were coming out, um, and the Burger King toys were coming out. I remember... At one point, I traded my way into one of those fancy foil holographic Mew um, cards. Oh, hell yeah. I thought was really cool. I don't know if it actually was because you couldn't read it. So you didn't know what the hell you could do with it. But somebody convinced me that it was like the most valuable, rarest Pokemon card. Um, I don't think that was true. But I remember mostly uh, like for like a year, I was so into Pokemon And I remember, like, this is the only time as a kid this ever happened to me, but I was, like, I knew about, like, how growing up, like, your interests would change, and I was so scared that I would wake up one day and not like Pokemon anymore. (laughs) Like, I was just (laughs) dreading that day. I would be like, oh, I hope I don't wake up tomorrow and hate Pokemon. Like, that would break my heart. (laughs) And then one day, like, a year later, I (laughs) kind of put them away in a drawer, and I was like... I want to watch Lord of the Rings now. Like it's just, <laughs> just like a rapid change and pivoted fandoms just completely. Yeah, that's exactly how my little kid me feared it would be. Um, but I do remember at one point I got like a little, uh, like a, a booklet that had like little plastic sleeves so you could store your cards in it. Mm, you know what nice. I mean? Hell yeah! And I think it came with some cards that weren't like regular Pokemon cards, but they were just like stills from the movie, I want to say, or maybe it was from the TV show. Mm. But I remember Mm. showing my friend uh, Seth in like first grade or something. I was showing those cards to him and there was one picture of uh, the character Misty and she was sunbathing on the deck of a boat. And 
as a kid, I didn't really like, I mean, I was so young that it didn't really occur to me that that was like a, like a sexy thing. But I specifically remember my friend Seth, like pointing at it and saying, Oh, sexy. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, Oh, that's a word. Okay. And then I remember going to the store with my mom and I think I just saw something good. Like I like saw like that she was like buying some food that I wanted or something. And I was like, Oh, sexy. (laughs) (laughs) And she was like, don't say that word. It's a bad word. (laughs) Okay. So for years after that, I would not say the word sexy, but that's really, yeah, that's really funny. A weird, a weird thing that happened. Wow. Me and Pokemon. So it just sounds like most of your experiences with it. I've just like been around collecting the cards. Yeah, and and trading them with friends and yeah, pretty much. I feel like most kids didn't learn how to play the game. They just like collecting them and looking at the pictures cuz I didn't learn how to play this game until last month. That's when I was like I should I should learn how to play the trading. I don't know why I feel like I need to learn how to play the trading card game, but I uh it's not hard. It is a game for children. You and Sarah should go head to head. Yeah, I bet you'd win now because there are so many extra rules. There are like mega evolutions. That's when I, I've retired in like 2008. So <laughs> I, my, my entire career was 2007 to 2008 in a small shop in Kirkland, Washington. And that was it. So, mm, yeah, I, I know the basic rules. That's it. Uh, I did, as I was learning, I did watch like some of the like, tournaments that they'll post on YouTube and I don't know. I don't want to be that. I don't want to, I don't need to be good at it. I just need to learn. I just need to know how to play the game. It was like, ah, oh, well, these two people have like the exact same deck and they're doing the exact same thing. It's like, all right, you fucking nerds that sunk hundreds of dollars to get these cards, which is what it looks like to me from the outside. <laughs> that doesn't, I still have, all my Pokemon cards so we can whip them out and build our decks and and go head to head as your Patreon bonus content. Hell yeah. Nice. Yeah, get on patreon.com slash nostalgia entertainment system. Get that sick bonus content. Um I oh man. I, I have a very similar like trajectory of like learning about this game and this franchise to you, Sari. The first time that I remember ever being exposed to Pokemon was at a uh, at a potluck party that my mom's friends were at or something. And one of the other kids there had a Game Boy and one of the Pokemon games. And I just remember just watching him play, not knowing what it was or anything about it. But I remember seeing like like uh, just a colored cartridge in the game where thing like, oh, that's a Pokemon. Um, it's like, I'm going to watch this kid play. And then I never really, I didn't, I didn't know who the kid was. I just watched him play Pokemon. Um, did you say anything to him or was it one of those awkward kid interactions where like he played and you just kind of like, it is sidled up to him and just like started staring. it It was that. And I have done that multiple times. There's one, like, there's one moment where my mom visited like one of her friend's house and like her son or sons or something like that. There were two people in like this room and it was either her son and his friend or both of her sons, but they were playing a video game. And then she's like, you should go, like, you should go say hello to the boys. And I was like, okay. 
And I remember just standing in the doorway, <laughs> watching them play video games for what I, what felt like 20 minutes, <laughs> not saying a single word, just standing in the doorway, watching these two, like, I would have, I don't know. I felt like I would have been like seven years old and watching like two 10 year olds play like WrestleMania. I mean, at that point, they might as well be grown adults and you might as well still be a baby. Yeah, right. There's no there. There's no difference between between what you have said and what actually happened. Um, (laughs) But yeah, no, I have done that multiple times where I just stood there silently just watching strangers play video games. And now I do that on YouTube. (laughs) So nothing has changed. Nothing has changed in two decades. It's all the same. So they probably feel way less awkward about it. And as do you, hopefully. Yeah. (laughs) They don't know I'm watching. That's interesting. Because I... Uh, I also did the stand and stare a lot. Like whenever someone was at a GameStop playing a demo, I would just stand there. I would be the, the weird kid, just like, whoa, <laughs> I got to learn what it is. I don't care what it is. Uh, I'm not going to ask any questions. I'm just going to watch things on the screen. And I would watch my dad play video games like that, too. So like I mentioned Pokemon, but he would play things like Grand Theft Auto. And I would just sit there and just watch uh, <laughs> whatever was on the screen. I was I was transfixed with it. Um, but I hated talking to people, so I would never, never use it to strike up a conversation. I would just watch over their shoulder uh, and sometimes like go try and find it myself, especially if it was a computer game. Oh, yeah. No, I would I would never I would never speak a word. I'm too shy and I'm too scared to talk to kids that are two years older than me. Oh, boy. I, I just got like a real like um, like. Ugh, memory from my own childhood about being too shy to say something. It wasn't video game related, but I remember I was in elementary school and I, my like stomach hurt. And so I went down to like, you would tell the teacher your stomach hurt and she would say, okay, you can go see the nurse. And so I went down into the nurse's office, but nobody was there. And the nurse's office was connected to like the front office. And there was also nobody in there. And so I was like, well, this is weird. I guess I'll just sit in the nurse's office until somebody comes. And if the nurse was gone, the um, like front office secretary would always like be the like fill in nurse for whatever reason. And so I remember the front office lady like came back and sat at her desk and she wasn't like the most friendly in my memory. Like as a kid, she was kind of like intimidating. And so I was like, oh, I hope the nurse is here today instead Um, and so I like sat quietly, like hoping the nurse might just come in and see me. And then after like five minutes, I was like, okay, clearly the nurse is not here today. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to knock on the wall and hope that the front office lady thinks somebody is knocking on her door. And then I'm going to walk around and come in really quickly (laughs) so that I can tell her my problem. And so I sat there knocking for a couple of minutes and eventually the front office lady just like looks at me because I was within her eyesight and was like, why are you just sitting there knocking? And I was like, uh, my stomach hurts. She was like, oh, how bad? And I was like, uh, it's OK, I guess. And she's like, go back to class. Like, <laughs> OK. And so I did. But I just feel so stupid. Like even as it happened, like when she's like, why are you just sitting there knocking? I was like, oh, fuck, I don't know. Because <laughs> I thought you didn't know I was here, lady. Yeah, I, I, man, I fucking hate that. When, like, you go to a place and there's supposed to be a person there and there's no one there. When we, so it happened when we got these desks. So we got these new desks. Um, They're like the hospital beds of desks. They are the hospital beds of desks. Uh, 
they go up and down. That's what that's what Paul means. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anything that goes up and down is a hospital thing. Yeah, like uh, an elevator. It's just a hospital floor. <laughs> yeah, it's a hospital box. Um, but we go into the lobby, and like, there's just no one there. There's no one at the desk. Like, there's no one like in the lobby area. We like peek in, or like Caitlin peeks inside like the workshop. Um, there's like no one in there either. It's like, what the? What am I supposed to do? I hate this. Did you start knocking on the wall? <laughs> no, we should have started knocking on the wall. What are you two doing here just knocking on the wall? Yeah, at least we would have gotten someone's attention. What are we doing? We want to give you money. That's what we're doing. God, why aren't you here? But to go to, to, to circle back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I had very, very similar. So like I, I stood at a distance or sat, sat next to this kid, watched him play Pokemon. And then in like third or fourth grade, um, there was another, there was one of my friends uh, would play red, I think, on the playground, like during recess. Like he would sneak his Game Boy and just like, I'm going to play Pokemon. I remember he let me play. Wow. I was like, you want to, like, you want to do this battle? I was like, oh, fuck yeah, I want to do this battle. Wait, so you, he didn't even get caught? Dang. No. Wow. Well, sneakier than any kid I've ever met. Here's the trick is that you hide, you hide. <laughs> you just hide <laughs> under the jungle gym. Mm. You got to worry about light still but you know you just hide under something and then teachers don't know and then you just put it in your pocket when you when recess is done but i remember like he handed me the game i was like you can do this battle's like oh yeah and i i don't remember anything about it other than i i was a crabby that was it that's all i remember about that game you were a crabby while you were playing that game i was a crabby while i was playing the game (laughs) or maybe it was gold it was one of those two i just it was one of those two games but gold was the first pokemon that i ever like owned um and i still have and unfortunately i learned recently that the battery in the cartridge has died and my save is no longer with us so rip rip to uh trooper which was what i named my guy because i thought that was a cool name uh so r.i.p trooper um Hope you're Did you always name your guy something else? I always named it after myself. I had no creativity. I did not give nicknames to any of my Pokemon. I did not change my character name. It was always, I'm playing as Sari. I, I would always give everything a nickname that I thought sounded cool. I don't do that anymore. Now I'm just like, default names or my name. <laughs> That's too much work to think up of a new name. When I'm a kid, though, hell yeah, I got Trooper, Troop... <laughs> When your troops are cool, and this guy's a trooper, I don't know why I. Yeah, I don't so know. generic of, yeah. a, <laughs> of a cool thing. Yeah, I know. Um, oh man, and then at some point down the road in like sixth or seventh grade, uh, I remembered one of my friends had a Game Boy Advance, and they were playing Sapphire, and then I eventually got Sapphire. I didn't buy Sapphire. I should clarify this. My friend let me borrow Sapphire and I played through it. And then years later, we just kind of drifted apart and I still have that copy of Sapphire. Wow. Lucky you. <laughs> yeah. Do you think he got any of your things? I think he has a couple of my things. This is, I have a couple of his things. Like his, uh, I have his Guitar Hero for Wii. Whoa. Yeah. Still guitar have, included? Guitar included. He let me borrow the game. Dang. Yeah. I think was, you won out in this friend breakup. You I really got so did. so many things. Yeah, yeah did really, he get like one of your hoodies or something? I don't know what he got. <laughs> if he got anything, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, so I played Sapphire, and then the first game that I ever bought with my own money was 
uh, Diamond. I remember pre-ordering that game. I remember getting like the notification, like, all right, come to GameStop and pick up your copy. And like, well, we got to go to GameStop right now. Uh, and then I got that game, played through it all. It's probably the game that I have the most hours in is uh, Diamond. And then I just kind of fell off from there for some reason. I don't know. I think Diamond came out. I don't know when that generation came out. Um, but by the time the next generation came out, I think I was in high school. I was like, I... I do speech and debate and theater now. I am important. <laughs> I don't have time for Pokemon. And then I just kind of fell off and I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's kind of like my whole trajectory thing. I, mean, I, I collected the cards, didn't know how to play them. <laughs> that, uh, that one kid that I mentioned, uh, you'll remember, you, you might remember this, Paul, uh, that kid that thought he was from Mars. <laughs> I remember this kid. Uh, he was also very into Pokemon. He was all, not only was he the kid from Mars, he was also the Pokemon kid. Oh, okay. Um, he's got a lot going on for He's him. got a lot going on. <laughs> he was really into Pokemon and I would, he would always bring his card and I was like, yeah, I would look at these cool cards. Uh, that was my extent. My mom would never waste money on buying Pokemon cards. So I never really got them. And I think at some point uh, I did get a bunch of cards from Mars Kid that he didn't want. Oh, okay. So I got like a gallon Ziploc bag of like mostly energy cards. Mm. Um, <laughs> but I got some Pokemon cards in there too. It was pretty cool. Did you ever trade those bad boys like up for something something better? Because I mean, that's uh, how I feel like I, I, that's how I started. I felt like was like a hand me down from like my brother's friend or something. I was very possessive of my cards, and I was too scared to trade them. Mm. I also didn't know how to trade because I I knew I knew <laughs> that there needed to be like we need to give something of equal value for this to be a fair trade, and I did not understand like values of these cards. I would have been the kid on the playground trying to teach you the value of the cards. I got into an argument with a recess teacher once because we were banned from trading Pokemon cards at school. Same here. But I was trying mm -hmm. to explain how the trade that we were making was very fair because like I was giving a diamond and two circles and that was about equal to one star worth of, of like rarity of Pokemon card. Um, and then I remember this recess teacher very distinctly saying, but... Like there's an unequal amount of cards being traded. And so one of you is ripping the other off. And I was like, that no, teacher is dumb. some of them are more common and some of them are more rare. And like, that's the whole point is I don't have <laughs> this rare one. And so I'm willing to give away some of my common ones for it. And then I got in trouble. Um, okay, I don't remember no. what happened, but we, we weren't allowed to trade Pokemon cards or play Pokemon cards or anything. I'm just going to say right now, that teacher's a fucking idiot. If I have five $1 <laughs> bills and I Say, hey, can do you have a five dollar bill? Like, can you break this five and I give you five one dollar bills? That's a ripoff for you, dude. That's a ripoff for me because I'm losing five pieces of paper and only getting one. This teacher's a mm -hmm. fucking idiot. God <laughs> damn it. Oh my god. That makes me upset. I haven't seen you this mad in a while. <laughs> my God. <laughs> this is a person that's supposed to be teaching kids, and it's so basic with money. You have cash in your wallet, I bet. God damn it. Mm -hmm. What a fucking idiot. My, my guess ah. now, being like older and wiser, is that a parent came to them and was like, I sent my car or my, my child to school with like this many cards, and they came back with fewer uh, or something like that. My dad didn't care. He was like, They're your cards. You do whatever you want with them. Uh, but I'm sure there was some sort of like 
the beginning of the helicopter parent mm. era was when we were all in school. So I'm sure there were helicopter parents being like, don't let my child trade the Pokemon cards away. Don't uh, send we your... spent money on those. Uh, don't let and, your kid go to school I was the bad kid then. trying to trick them out of them. Don't, don't let your kid go to school with them. If you're, if you're so worried about the fucking cards, make them leave them at home. I mean, yeah, they, they should have done that, but I don't know. I could also very well see myself being, um, a teacher as somebody who used to work, work with kids and like, like dealing with like kid disputes can be hard, especially if it's over something that to you seems so stupid. And so I could see myself being a teacher. If some kid like walked up with these like pictures and like drawings on these cards and was like, they were like trying to trade and stuff being like, look, I don't care. Just don't do it. Like you're not allowed to do it. And trying to come up with some like reason, like, Oh, it's cause you've got more. He's got less. I don't know. And then the kid being like, well, technically no. And then I'm like, ah, oh, look, I don't really care. I just, you're not supposed to trade these. <laughs> that would be my teacher response, I feel like. Yeah, I suppose so. I don't know. I think my money analogy tracks though, and I'm I'm sticking with it. Well, you're right. You guys are both absolutely right. <laughs> I just don't think the teacher cared. Mm-hmm. And that's what teachers do best. I don't care. Yeah, that's true. That was supposed to be funnier than it was. It just sounded sad. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I as as we had as I had talked about my in the last episode, my sixth grade teacher did not care that I played RuneScape in class. So yeah, I don't know. That tracks. Do you guys remember what your uh, your like favorite or like rarest Pokemon card or cards were? I guess Josh. I don't know if you had any actual good ones, but Syria, <sighs> but you had some some uh, cool ones. Yeah. Um... I had the Mew that you were talking about where you couldn't read anything on it too. and it was all shiny. That was very exciting. Mm-hmm. You got you, um, you got three of those when you like went to the movie. Oh, it, what? It was a freebie when you when you saw the yeah. movie. Oh, I never saw it in theaters. I didn't know that. <laughs> Some kid just told me it was rare. No, wow. you got it. Yeah, you got it with the ticket. You showed up, you got mm-hmm. your 3D glasses or what? I don't know if it was a 3D movie, but you definitely got the card. Yep. Wow. You learn something new every day. <laughs> yeah. Um, I remember it took me a while to find a holographic Charizard. And, and that's like the classic rare exciting card, I feel like. Uh, so I hate to be a stereotype, but uh, I, I love the fire type Pokemon. Like in all the games that I played, I always picked the fire type starter. And like Josh, I kind of petered out after diamond and pearl probably because i also got into high school and had had other things to do besides sit and play pokemon all day um but i i don't know what other card like i i i got a lot of satisfaction just from like collecting the whole sets of them so whenever i completed an evolutionary chain like if i got a coughing and a wheezing then i was like oh that feels great um or if i got like especially if there were three like if i got a larvitar a pupitar and a tyranitar then i was like this is perfect this is like it has its spot in my little card holder i fill out a row um and, and it like feels so satisfying. So I think that like the collect them all aspect really got to me, which I'm sure got to my parents' pockets and got into Nintendo's pockets uh, money wise, which was great for them. <laughs> but uh, I never really had like a one favorite. I, I was very greedy and wanted them all. Yeah, I don't know what my like rarest or whatever, but I, I remember I have just in general, I have a favorite Pokemon 
I don't have a card for it, which I have looked on eBay. I like, oh. like I should get a card for this Pokemon. It's Metagross. Metagross. I don't really know how the, the pronunciation, um, but it's a big <laughs> metal crab, essentially. Ooh. Uh, it's mm-hmm. got it's got four it's got four legs and like a circular body kind of thing. And the biggest reason that I like it is one, it looks cool as shit. It has really fun typing. It's a steel psychic. And there is an episode of the anime where someone has a Metagross and they're sitting on top of it and they're just using it as transportation. I thought, fuck yeah, that is so cool. And ever since then, I'm like, this is my favorite Pokemon. And it still is. It's like a car, but moves way slower. It can also float. So it's like a boat. It's like like a boat car. It's like a boat car. How edible is that, Paul? A steel, to bring it back. A steel crab? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I mean, regular crab, like the shell, you can't eat that either. So I'm assuming there's still some good crab meat in there. And it's probably way better than normal crab because you got to work way harder to get it. Mm, yep. You know, the harder the berry, the sweeter the juice, as they say. So yes. you got to crack that, that steel exoskeleton. Is that what crabs have? Uh, it's a, a carapace. I don't know if there's a difference. That sounds right. I would call it a carapace. All right. That's a word I did not know. Got to play some monster hunter, baby. Oh, okay. Um, so I'm assuming it'll be great. Yes. Cool. Just wanted to check in on that note. Just so we can periodically revisit your Pokemon are all, all edible. Oh yeah. Uh, thread. We, uh, you are now the resident, uh, edibility Chief researcher. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to do any like, research, though. I'm just going to make it up. Yeah, so it's just like a sommelier, but for Pokemon, <laughs> I don't know if there's like a better word for it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. No, that 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 tracks, I think. That, sound, that sounds pretty good. Not to say that I know a lot about Pokemon, but if you tell me about a Pokemon, you know a lot I about, will tell you if you can eat it. You know a lot about food. Yes, to an extent. Yeah, As of, <laughs> at, at the extent being, can it be eaten? Yes, that's true. Yeah, I'd say like you if, were, you, if you showed me a picture of something, I can generally tell you if you could eat that or not. Uh, okay, you know what? Let's let's do <laughs> let's do a fun little <laughs> test here. Okay. Um, where am I at here? Are you ready? Are you ready, Paul? I'm ready. Okay. Here, do you want me to close my eyes? Yes. Okay, I'm closing my eyes. Um, we are going to show Paul a picture of Vanillux. Can you eat it, Paul? <laughs> Paul can, I, looking, can I open my eyes? Paul, you can open your eyes and look at this picture of Vanillux. Can you eat it? Okay. So the name, the name Vanillux makes me think of vanilla and it does look like ice cream. It And it's got a little straw I, that it looks like is also maybe a cannon sticking out of its head. Because at first I thought it was a cloud because one of the pictures shows it floating in the air, not unlike a cloud. And it's also white. Um, with some blue parts on it. Um, but since it's got a straw and it's got vanilla in the name, I'm going to say, yeah, you eat that like ice cream. Cool. All right. And it also doesn't look tough, so I feel like it would be <laughs> <laughs> um, You going to do another one? Let's do another one. Yeah, close my eyes. Um, Sari, do you have any suggestions? Oh, um, what about uh, an Ampharos? All right, Paul, you can now open your eyes. Ampharos. Oh, this one looks familiar. I feel like I uh, I had 
This is a Gen 2 Pokemon. Mm. I had a Pokemon Sorry when I was a boy, and I think this was one of the, <laughs> one of the things that you could be. Um. Okay. So if I had to guess its skin, it doesn't look furry at all. Um. So it's probably a lizard. Probably got scales on there, I'm guessing. doesn't look very soft. It's kind of got a sheen to it. So I'm going to say it's got like uh, scales, um, but very like smooth scales. And since you can eat alligator and crocodile, I'm going to say you can eat that too. All right. Sounds good. Yeah. Well, I've got one more for you and then we can move on. Okay. <laughs> All right. We'll go with this one. Okay. This is, uh, this is Garbodor. <laughs> Paul, can you eat Garbodor? <laughs> this is from Sun and Moon. Okay. So I believe it's Sun and Moon. Garbodor looks like Okay, so there's a couple I'm going to guess that little guy next to it is like the first Yep. The first like the baby version. What do you call that? Uh this is just this, this is its pre-evolution, I guess. This is Trubbish, which okay. evolves into Garbodor. Garbodor. Okay. Um okay, so well Trubbish, definitely, he looks like a trash bag, which is plastic. You cannot eat plastic. And then further, when you look at uh, Garbodor, he's got that trash bag around him still, but also it looks like concrete or maybe shit. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't eat either of those things. He's also got some metal pipes sticking in him. However, there are some pink and blue rocks on him and those can't my first thought is those would be jewels but nobody's throwing jewels in the trash so they're not jewels so because of the way that they look they look either like candy like rock candy or just like big pieces of like um uh jolly rancher or something like that or they look kind of like fruity pebbles both of which are things that people probably throw away and you can eat those things. So I'm going to say, yeah, you can eat Garbodor too. All right. <laughs> Wonderful. You can eat all of them. And that's been Can You Eat with Paul? Not, not Can You Eat with Paul. It's Can You Eat the Segment. The answer is no. With Paul. You cannot eat. <laughs> no, you, no, you cannot eat with Paul. Wow. Well, thank you for your insight there, Paul. Yeah, you're welcome. I guess we'll move on. <laughs> so I guess... In, in, in like the, the whole like spirit of the games, um, by design, the game like forces sociability, which at this point, I think we have, at least I have exemplified that I have no sociability <laughs> <laughs> given that I just stood in the doorway and watched kids play WrestleMania. Um, but by design, the game encourages you to like, play this game with other people that also have the game in terms of like, especially in terms of trading. Um, because for, since the very beginning up until the most recent games, um, there are version exclusives where you can only catch certain Pokemon in certain games. And the only way to, um, as their tagline is, uh, catch them all is to really trade with other players. Um, and in a time before like, the the global trading system or whatever they call it now where you can just trade over the internet like you would have needed to like talk to other kids that had 
this game and like get other Pokemon or get certain Pokemon to evolve. Um, you sound very surprised by all of this. Paul. I just had a, like a memory come flooding back to me. That is <laughs> kind of embarrassing, but pretty funny. Um, just in regard to Pokemon trading, I remember, I don't remember if this was pre nine 11 or post nine 11, but a friend told me that the world trade center was where you traded Pokemon cards. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> and so when 9-11 happened, I thought that a lot of kids had to get out of the building really quickly <laughs> they were trading Pokemon cards. <laughs> I totally what? forgot about that. That is a real thing that I thought, not for a long time, but for a long enough that it was a real concern of mine. <laughs> oh my God. That's right. <laughs> Wow. It's like, what else would you be trading? Really, they should be trading Pokemon. <laughs> that's Okay, that's really funny. <laughs> wow. I'm um, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt um, your thing. Oh, no, that, that's, that was 100% <laughs> worth it. Um, mm-hmm. So, Sari, did you ever, like, did you know anyone else that, because I was alone in this. I'd had, I was an only child, and most of, like, the friends that I did have that played the game, um, I was either a generate, I was almost always a generation behind. So by the time that like my friend, like my friend had Sapphire, I was still playing gold. And even if I did have like the current generation, I don't, my mom isn't going to spend like 20, $30 or whatever to get like the link cable so that we can plug her Game Boys together. So like I never had, I never had the social aspect of the game. Like, did you ever, did you trade with people, battle other kids or anything like that? Never other kids because I too was afraid of them. But I had the key benefit of uh, not being an only child. I have a brother who is three years younger than me and a dad who is into video games. And so we always, within our household, before a big release came out, and like the 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 only time I can really remember doing this is Ruby and Sapphire, Uh, maybe Diamond and Pearl also, where we had uh, a quorum of of me, my dad, and my brother, where we discussed which versions of the games we were going to get so that we made sure we would have one of each copy so we could trade with each other. Um, I got Sapphire and my brother got Ruby. I got Diamond. My brother and dad both got Pearl. I think my dad ended up waiting and getting Emerald, so we got one of each of Ruby, Sapphire, and Emerald. Um, this was our only hobby was was video <laughs> games and TV. <laughs> this is how we communicated as a family. And so we did have an excuse to buy a link cable because it would help me and my brother get along. Uh, and we would just be like face down, not talking to each other, playing our Game Boys. And then when it came time to like, um, I think Ruby and Sapphire had a, a secret base feature where you could like yep. use secret power on something on like a special cave or, or things. And then like go inside and set traps. We would just do that for hours. It was it was such a minor feature of that game, but me and my brother would set traps for each other and just like run around causing a ruckus in this this one small corner of Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire. Um, and so I think I, I like to joke that my dad had kids so that he would have uh, other people to trade Pokemon with so that he wouldn't have to socialize either. Um, he would just have us and, and could trade back and forth. Um, but I have, I've lucked out in that I was able to get a pretty complete Pokedex no matter what generation I played because, 
I didn't need to make friends. I just had a sibling. Wow. Dang. Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. Now that I think about it, with Diamond and Pearl, that was the only one where I ever had, like, any sort of, like, that was the only game where I, I was able to, like, play with other kids. So, like, I had some friends that also had um, games within that generation. And I remember, like, in eighth grade when we all, like, took, like, this big field trip around the state. Um, be, like, driving, like, between cities. Um, that's, like, what we would do on the bus is just, like, all right, we're going to... We're going to play Pokemon and battle each other for like four hours as we like drive to Helena. Like that, that was, that was just, that was it. Um, I also remember like spending a lot of time in diamond and pearls, like secret base function. Cause you could like go underground and like make secret bases and do like, you could like mine or some shit to get stuff. I kind of remember something about secret tunnels in diamond and pearl spent a lot of time doing that. That was really fun. Um, but that's like the most social I had ever played that game. I also remember thinking that like, man, I'm so good at this game. I'm going to kick your ass, Steven. Fucking Steven. (laughs) He kicked my ass hard. Oh no. Man, I thought I got him, man. I thought it was a shame. My honor was Did you ever play any of the Pokemon spinoff games? That was one time when I was social. Um, my best friend in elementary school uh, was was another girl named Ozine who is also very weird, um, also loved Pokemon. And we would play on the N64 Pokemon Stadium at my house. We wouldn't battle each other like one-on-one, but we would play the mini games for hours. The mini games are great. One where you were, yeah, where you were like a lick-a-tongue and eating sushi or yeah. you were, had to like throw rings, uh, Ekans rings onto Diglets, all those things. We would play hours and hours and hours. And then we'd go to her house and then we play Star Wars, ooh, I want to say Battlefront, where you were the little tanks and you had to fight each other. And we just like would bounce between each other's houses playing our, our different video game consoles. Hell yeah. Man, those Pokemon Stadium was really good. And it's a shame that they kind of, well, I guess they don't need to really continue it at this point, but they really should just make a game with those mini games. Like those were so fun. I Because I, I remember renting... I remember renting the the first Pokemon Stadium from the grocery store across my parents' house. Uh, really liking that. Being really confused about the whole battling part of it because uh, I think I think the the grocery store had like the the thing where you could plug it into the controller so you could put your cartridge into into that thing so you can put your Pokemon that you've trained on the Game Boy into Pokemon Stadium. They gave us that thing, but I didn't have the game. So I was just really confused why I needed this thing. Um, And so I only ever played the game with like the Pokemon that they just give you with the weird names and the weird colors that I didn't fully understand and didn't like. Um, So I played through all that. I was like, oh, this is this is okay." Um, And I just remember mostly playing the mini games that that was also something that like my mom would play those mini games, too, because it. (laughs) <laughs> required no knowledge of what Pokemon is. You just needed to know how to play the game. Can you press A at the right time? Great, you can play this minigame. Um, and I remember like the next year or like a year or two later, um, seeing that when they got the second Pokemon scene, like, holy shit, there's a new one out. And then renting that and doing the whole, like the whole thing over again. It's great. Love that game. Pokemon Stadium, mm, real good. 
I didn't have any of the Pokemon games growing up. Like, <laughs> were you ever interested in playing the games at all, or were you just interested in like the cards and? I I think I would have been interested in the games. I had a couple friends who had them, but the only friends I who I knew had them, um, I didn't hang out with them fairly often. So I would maybe get to play them like once or twice a year. And so like at that point, like it was still for me like. Oh, I've got to like spend time learning this. Like, no thanks. I'm going to let's do something else that I already know how to do or just play outside or something like that. And so I and I never had like a Nintendo uh, or a Game Boy Color or a Game Boy Advance. Like mm-hmm. I, I my dad had an original Game Boy, um, which we just had like Mario Tetris and then a like super dino maze mm. game. I don't know. Um, but those were the only game boy games that we had. And that was the only game boy we had until probably like 2010 when my younger brother got a Nintendo DS and he was not very into Pokemon. So, mm. yeah, no, I, I think I can count on one hand how many times I've played Pokemon video games in my life. Mm. When- I did see somebody play Pokemon snap though. When I was in college, and I gotta say, the game looks like it sucks. I like it. <laughs> that was the very first game I ever played on an N64. Really? I remember it was it was like Christmas or something. I think it was a Christmas when I got an N64 and my parents didn't like also have the money to buy a game. So they rented Pokemon Snap. So oh, I remember that's a good like idea. I remember setting up the N64. And then, like, once that was all, like, done and put together, like, taking, like, Pokemon Snap out of, like, the rental box, plugging it in and playing it. And it was really fun. I, I like it. They're making, they're remaking it, I think, for Switch. Well, everybody else likes it except for me, I suppose. <laughs> it is a very simple game, but there is some depth to it that I like where you, like, you get, like, certain things that you can throw. It's, like, Pokemon, like... You can throw like an apple at them or whatever food they eat. That's probably not an apple, a pokey apple, some bullshit like that. Um, <laughs> and then you can throw like there's like a like a pester ball that you can throw at them that like they don't like or whatever. I don't know. You, you throw things at things and they react differently to the things that you throw at them. Is really what I'm trying to get at. And depending on what what things you throw at other things, it can like open up new paths or it can like cause. Pokemon to do like non-standard animations and it's really fun like to discover that stuff which especially when you're a kid like holy shit if I do this thing instead of this thing I get to see a new thing okay mm-hmm. this yeah. is sounding more complicated than I remembered <laughs> that is the joy that I got from it too and I think now as, as I'm talking with both of you I didn't really I don't know I didn't really like like the battling elements were fine, but I think I just liked looking at Pokemon. Like I think that that is the common element in in my Pokemon fandom was just like, oh, I like looking at these cards and like collecting new variants of them. In the same way, I think I really liked Pokemon Snap because it's like, oh, you just take pictures of them. Like what what a great thing to do. And like, I wish that Pokemon were real so that I could take pictures of them. And I do have a very strong memory. I think that Pokemon Snap was when they had a really robust marketing campaign for Pokemon across the United States, too. And I grew up in the 
I think at this point I was living in like the Seattle area. I was in the the Tri-Cities of the Washington State area for a little bit and then moved to outside of Seattle. And so there was a tourist stop near there where they had a blockbuster that would print out pictures that you took in Pokemon Snap. Wow. I've heard heard of this. Real pictures. And my dad brought me there and I got like a card to print pictures that I had taken in Pokemon Snap. And there was a Volkswagen bug painted like a Pikachu. And my mind was freaking blown as whatever, a a seven or eight year old. That's cool as shit. I've heard about like that kiosk that prints out the pictures. Our Blockbuster may have had that. I don't know. My parents didn't go to Blockbuster because it was like... It was on the other end of town, and also the like minimum was more expensive than just going to the local video store. It was like six dollars or something instead of mm-hmm. like three. So we never we never went to Blockbuster. So like I never never got to experience the the. Th- I don't know. My parents probably wouldn't let me do it either for some reason. <laughs> it's like no, you don't need you don't need to print these out. That's I imagine it it probably wasn't cheap either. That sounds like a thing that would be like so cool that they would be like also it's $10 and as a kid you're like oh it might as well be a million. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I think um I think we were definitely like not lower middle class in order to live outside of a city. So I didn't think a lot about like I didn't have to spend my own money on these things growing mm. up. Maybe this is why I have so many financial anxieties now when I like have to watch my money go. Um, but like these, we didn't, we never went on vacations. We never did anything like video games were the one hobby in my household. So this was just like as part of our birthday or Christmas presents. I don't know. We got to like our special event was not going to an amusement park or anything like that or going on a trip. It was like, we're going to Blockbuster, kids, and you're going to rent a movie, and this is it. Uh, and yeah, so I can only imagine what was going through my parents' heads as they were they were like, my mom would definitely not approve it at all, but my dad was probably like, the kids deserve the pictures. Let's go. <laughs> Hell yeah, that's cool. So it was like printed on like photo paper too? Like, like filter? so. Wow. Yeah, I don't have any. Uh, I have maybe in a box somewhere like the cards that I got, but I don't think I have any of the Pokemon Snap pictures mm. that that I printed out from there. So they're only the memories. I mean, oh, go ahead. Oh, well, I was just gonna say that that honestly, like tying it in like that much, I could see why that would be super enjoyable, like as a kid to get like. Because I mean, then at that point, you know, you take that shit to school, and you're like, guys, I actually took a real picture of a Pokemon and. All the kids are like, whoa, whoa, that's actual like photo paper. You actually did. Wow. Like I could see that being a great time. Yeah. No, definitely. Um, yeah, there was something, there's something I was going to talk about. And then we started talking about Pokemon Snap and I completely forgot about it. But another thing that I am remembering, and this is when you, um, Paul were mentioning, uh, playing outside um, is that I remember on the playground, I would just play Pokemon with my friends, but not like the game. We would just pretend that we had Pokemon and then we would just battle each other. We would just be like these two kids just like yelling Pokemon moves on the playground. <laughs> that sounds like a great time. It was a great time. I did, think. Did either of you ever win or were you always like, actually mine magically survived and is doing this? There's probably some of that shit. I also vaguely remember that sometimes we would get our other friends to get into it. 
and we would all trade around like, okay, now you're the trainer and I'm the Pokemon. <laughs> and then we would do that. <laughs> that sounds like fun too. It was pretty fun. I'm also, I remember doing the same thing later on with Yu-Gi-Oh. I thought you were going to say with me. No. Like, I was like, I don't think we ever did that, Josh. But. <laughs> I did it with Yu-Gi-Oh, but. I did never, I was a Pokemon purist and would never touch Yu-Gi-Oh. For some reason, that was the rivalry <laughs> uh, instead of like uh, any other arbitrary divide between kids. Um, it was the Pokemon kids versus the Yu-Gi-Oh kids. And that was like the big playground standoff where some people oh, would be wow. playing before everything was banned. Some people were playing Yu-Gi-Oh cards and some people were playing Pokemon cards. We would look down on the Yu-Gi-Oh players and sneer. <laughs> um, wow. And they would look down at us and be like babies with your with your little cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> we my school like my school had like phases. So. For a while, for like a few years, it was like the Pokemon phase. And then a few years later, it would go into the Yu-Gi-Oh phase. And then it would like move back. It would just it would just go back and forth between like what everyone was playing at the time. So I kind of got it. I got a taste of both. I very, very, very briefly dipped my toe into Yu-Gi-Oh. Yu-Gi-Toe, you could say. Because <laughs> um, I, I think I had a friend, like probably one of my good friends got into it for a minute. And so I think I bought like um a a single pack from like the hobby store and then i certainly never watched Yu-Gi-Oh or played with the cards I, I think i just bought them when i was with my friend one time and i happened to have like ten dollars or something or however, however much it cost for that and then i remember like looking through the cards for like a week like i would you know just like go back home and like <laughs> like not like you know it's like counting your money but you're just like looking at your cards and being like oh Yep. I don't know what any of these are or do. Mm -hmm. It's even worse now. That game is so complicated and dumb. That's just my that's just my thoughts me. on it. Yeah, you you've joined me on Pokemon Team Pokemon here. <laughs> you've learned to play the Pokemon trading card game. Yu-Gi-Oh trading card game sucks. I will say though that I have been watching a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh on YouTube because I think because <laughs> it's so <laughs> Uh, I think because it's so complicated, I just want, I just need to see someone actually playing this game to understand anything about it. So wait, are you watching the TV show or are you watching the people play this I'm game? watching, like, it, it's a YouTube channel of, like, six guys that just play Yu-Gi-Oh. They, they play the card game. Hmm. And it seems so... It's ridiculous. I thought Magic was complicated, and Magic is like a baby game. I think now compared to Yu-Gi-Oh, there are there are Yu-Gi-Oh cards where you need like a microscope to read the text on it. It's so tiny, and they need to f like cram in so much information in like a one by one and a half like inch box. That sounds horrible. Sounds mm -hmm. terrible. Anyway, that's that's my thing on Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was. I guess related to your your live action, your LARPing of Pokemon, um, as it were, <laughs> I, guess it I, I never did that because I think I was too much of a, like, I don't think I was a very outdoor kid. I think I was very like bookish, indoor, um, just spending my recesses sitting down if I could, um, which was not the point of recess, but I do remember very distinctly our library got a how to draw Pokemon book mm. where it like showed you 
draw the circle and then draw the eye, like draw the, the cross in it and then you draw Bulbasaur's eyes or whatever. And I do remember studying that intensely and just like me with a piece of paper next to me, like looking back and forth and trying to get it as accurate as possible. So I didn't have the imagination to to act out my Pokemon dreams, but I did want one day. I don't even know what my goals were. I was just like so pleased by the idea that I could draw them. Oh yeah, 100%. Like, because that was also a time when like, there were so many books, just like, here's a book with just pictures of Pokemon. Here's a book where you can learn how to draw them. Here's a book about like, whatever, whatever. They're just like giant, colorful books with a bunch of pictures. And I wanted all of them. I do distinctly remember just like, on, on the topic of just like wanting to look at them. And I think this is what I wanted to get at earlier, is I remember in third grade, uh, against the wall of the classroom, they were, they were like, I don't know, like 10 desktop computers. And I remember like during any, any time that we had free time, I would just go to the Pokemon website and just click on the Pokedex and then just look at the Pokemon. That's it. Are I would, you reading about them or just like looking at the pictures? Looking at the pictures and reading their entries and then just click on the next one. Like, mm, yep, that's a bay leaf. And then read about it and like <laughs> click next. Ah, yes, Meganium. Mm -hmm. And I, I would just do that for like 30 minutes. Just like, ah, fuck yeah, Pokemon's dope. And I think it still is. I don't, I don't do that anymore, but I still like it. <laughs> yeah, I don't have the time to like look at each picture of them. I'm sure there are the more, I'm sure in the more recent generations, I, there are some that I probably won't recognize where I'll, I'll like recognize it as drawn in the Pokemon style, but I could not generate the name of it. But I feel like for gen one through gen three, I, I stared at them enough and intently enough that I could probably name all of them. Uh, diamond and pearl would get kind of rusty. Uh, and I, I never learned the complete poker rap. That was a failure on my part as a child from the TV mm. show. They were all too disjointed that I, I could never string them together into one song. They would just come in the credits and, <laughs> and be too random. I never learned it either because I never, I never watched, I never really watched the show because we didn't have cable. So I, the only, the only Pokemon thing that I ever really watched was I had a VHS tape that had three episodes on it. And that mm. was the only, that's my only really like exposure to, to the anime is just watching those three episodes on that one VHS tape. And I think every now and then the, uh, the video store would have like those, those VHS tapes too. And I'd rent them. Um, but I feel like they only had like three and I would just rent the same three over and over again. Um, but I owned one. I really liked it. I watched it a lot. This is oh. maybe a very, very obscure reference, but did you ever have the Game Boy either see or know of the Game Boy Advance games that were just like Nickelodeon cartoons yep. that you could play on your game. Those are so we had for some reason the like two episodes of the Fairly Odd Parents, which I don't know how regularly I watched it. I don't have very strong memories of it, but I do have strong memories of two episodes, one where everyone turns into gray blobs and one with something else because we would just like stick that in our Game Boy and then watch it on road trips. Like if we we're going to visit our grandparents, we'd watch the same two episodes over and over and over again um, for some reason. Similar to the VHS, but I guess it was like our personal little TV. <laughs> and my brother would fight over who gets to watch the two episodes. 
Yeah, that was that was I, a weird time. I remember doing stuff like that, like especially on road trips. I remember we like my parents borrowed because we didn't have a Game Boy, but my parents did borrow like a TV with a VCR like built into it. And then we like stacked it in the minivan or like Whoa. 93 Plymouth <laughs> minivan. And so like when we were driving from Montana to Arizona or something to visit my grandma, we could like, you know, we would bring a certain amount of VHSs and then we could watch a VHS cause they would plug it into the cigarette lighter and then you just have a TV in the car. Damn, that's crazy. That's so cool. It probably looked so <laughs> janky because it was like definitely like stacked on like just like a bunch of like wood or like books or something like that. And just like had like those like um, like cables. Um, I'm forgetting what they're called now, but they're like just like those stretchy cables that usually you do tie down things at the top of your car with. But we had them mm. in our car, you know, holding bungee. the TV. <laughs> yeah, bungee, bungee cords. Um, and so we could watch, you know, yeah, I think Max Keeble's big move eight times <laughs> down to Arizona and back. I, whenever, whenever we would like go on like a road trip or something, not even like, a, just like drive somewhere. I, I would be playing Pokemon gold. I, for some reason, I also really liked playing that. And I think it is, I think it might've been because I would play it so much in the car, but there are times where I would prefer to play my game boy in my parents' car. Like in the summer, I would just go into the car just to play the Game Boy. I think also part <laughs> of it was like, I think part of it too <laughs> was that it was outside and there's a lot of sunlight, so it's easy to see the screen. I didn't have to like mm. maneuver my Game Boy into the light. That might have been part of it, but I have a lot of memories of either the Cerulean, is it Cerulean City? I think Cerulean City has a casino, and I know Goldenrod City has a casino. Just gambling. I would just be in the road. <laughs> I would be in the car. We'd be driving to, like, Glacier Park, and I'm just sitting in the back seat gambling my money away, trying to get a Dratini, hitting those slots, hitting the, uh, 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 what's that one? What's that one other casino game with the squares where you have to, like, red or black, and you have to pick a number or a row? What's that game called? Roulette? Oh, roulette. Yeah, playing roulette. And I'd like, I would be sitting in the back of the car while my parents are like on going to the sun road and they're just like, look at this beautiful nature. And I'm just gambling in the back seat. <laughs> There's like mountain goats, like five feet away from you. And you're I'm like, like, oh yeah, that's pretty cool. I'm going to go back to gambling. <laughs> that's what my road trips were like. The light memories are very distinctive, especially before, like when I had a Game Boy or Game Boy Advance, Game Boy Advance SP had that backlight. And it was a game changer. But before that, like seeking out any light, we would get a lot of fast food. Like we wouldn't have a lot of um, if we either had like frozen food foraging. My dad would cook a couple of nights a week or we like ate a lot of McDonald's and Burger King, which was like why I was so thrilling when Burger King would get a good toy like the Simpsons toys. My dad was really excited about it. And we would get a lot of kids meals or the, the Pokemon toys. Me and my brother were really excited about it. But trying to play a Game Boy Advance by streetlights is an experience like no other, where you have to, like, guess what you're doing in the dark, and then you get lucky when a streetlight <laughs> shines in the car, and you can finally see for a little bit. Or if you're, like, stopped at a red light, which is usually a well-lit intersection, it was the best, because you could actually, like, get some solid minutes of playing and um, before you just couldn't see anything and you were flying blind again. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, no, we definitely live in 
I don't know. I don't know what the I don't know what the term is, but we live we live in a very advanced time now. Where <laughs> I I spent so many hours hunched under a forty watt bulb playing my Game Boy, and just like this is probably why I wear glasses, is because I spent so many hours in a dim dimly lit room trying to like read text on a Game Boy. I like. I recently like got my Game Boy from my parents' house, um, and like I cleaned it up and everything. And I turned I turned it on, and I cannot believe how one how small that screen is. It is tiny, and it is wild that I was able to read anything on that for that amount of time. Hooray for the future, I suppose. <laughs> that we now have light built into displays. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did. I did at one point get. Like a like those Game Boy accessories, like they're, they're just like so many Game Boy accessories. They're like worm lights where you just plug it into like the side port, and then you get like a little click light or something that you can shine on your Game Boy. Never had one of those. Always wanted one. Was never able to convince my mom to buy me one. Even though like you, that's probably one thing that you should get your kid is like, hey, <laughs> maybe have your kid not strain their eyes in the dark. Um, don't maybe know how much she wanted you to have do. glasses. Maybe, who knows. So the one the one accessory I did ever get for my Game Boy was like this magnifying screen that like was supposed to slide like from the top onto like the front of the Game Boy and it was like a magnifying glass that was supposed to make the screen appear bigger and it had like a few LED lights on the side that was supposed to light up the screen. That shit did not work and I was so upset. <laughs> I don't know if it was made for like the original Game Boy that was bigger, it probably was, or if this was just a poorly made accessory. But I remember like my mom being like, hey, look, it's a magnifying glass and a light. Should work great. And it didn't do what it was supposed to. I remember just being so upset about it. Like the one accessory I ever got for my Game Boy did not work. (laughs) So I don't know. What a shame. What a sham. What a sham for real. Well, that's all my Pokemon knowledge. <laughs> have we exhausted? Have, have we I have exhausted? so many more wells, but uh, I feel like people can only listen to us talk about obscure Pokemon things for so long. Well, you can always come back and talk about it more. <laughs> Before then, Paul, you need to like get nostalgia about all the other aspects of Pokemon so that it can be a full three three person conversation. Okay, I'll so do just some time your childhood. Yeah, some time traveling. Or maybe I'll just read a book, somebody else who uh, had a lot of those experiences, and I'll just lie and say that they're mine. (laughs) Yeah, co-op their experiences. Yeah, that's an okay thing to do. Yes. Identity theft has never gone wrong before. Mm -mm, Never. You can forge a new identity, Paul. You'll be Pokemon Paul. Okay. (laughs) All right, cool. No objections there. Now I'm Pokemon Paul. I like things like uh, Charmander. Mm. And that is a Pokemon and Pikachu. Ooh, there we go. And Bulbasaur, Squirtle, Blastoise. Damn, mm-hmm. you're a regular Pokemon trainer, dude. Yeah. You're a goddamn Pokemon master. I'm going to catch everyone. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, I suppose that's it for this episode of Nostalgia Entertainment System. Sarah, thanks so much for joining us and uh, talking about all this dumb shit that we do. Yeah. Thanks for being here. Thanks thanks for having me. It was very fun to get to talk about all these, all these weird memories just stuck in my brain. (laughs) And now they have a place to go. 
Yeah, I guess we'll move on to plugs. Sari, is there anything you would like to plug? Oh, I guess if you want to hear me talk a little bit less about Pokemon and a little bit more about science, I'm a co-host on the podcast SciShow Tangents, where we, uh, me and Hank Green and Sam Schultz, play games and try and outsmart each other or just uh, impress each other with weird science facts. It's a fun podcast. I listen to it. And you should, too. Wow. Wow. Uh, Paul, is there anything you'd like to plug? Nope. Cool. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to plug our Patreon. Patreon.com slash Nostalgia Entertainment System. Give us some money. Help us support the show. I guess I'll also plug our website because we pay for that too. NostalgiaEntertainmentSystem.xyz. Uh, it just looks cool. That's all there is to the website. Oh, and if there are any memories about Pokemon you would like to share, you can find us on Twitter at Nostalgia System, or you can send us an email, NostalgiaSystemPodcast at gmail.com. Finally, thank you to Moonraker Music for composing our theme song, Scanlines. You can find them on the internet at Moonraker or at Moonraker Music. That's Moon, R-A-Y-K-E-R. Paul, what are we talking about next week? Next week, Josh. Yeah. We are are talking... (laughs) Are we going to say it together? Uh, uh, no. You can go ahead. <laughs> Paul, what are we talking about next week? Josh, I forgot. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're talking about wacky 2000s food. Oh shit. That's right. I almost got there. Okay. That's it. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. Bye. <laughs> wow. I was even thinking about that during the episode. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>